0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 192 of the WW Bro Podcast. With me, your host, Anthony D. Domenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Instagram over at ComicAnthonyD, and live on Facebook. But as always, the podcast is available at wwbropodcast.podbean.com, as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, Please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there, and that is you guys. So please, five-star rate and review. Bonus episodes are dropped each month on the Patreon page. You can go over to patreon.com slash Podcast, become a member, have access to the latest episodes as well as the full catalog. Built Bar is releasing all these new crazy flavors Sales going on, definitely go out to BiltBar.com, use code WWBROPODCAST, save yourself at least 10% off your order. And While you're in the mood, Sailaway Coffee, the best nitro brew out there, local Long Island company, so I, I have to get behind that at being a Long Islander myself, but they ship all over the country, so go ahead to SalawayCoffee.com, use code WWBRO10, save 10% off your order. I've talked about this about every week. I'm going to keep talking about it because my buddy, John Ziegler is fighting the good fight. He's, he's battling and you need some help. So go to my link tree. There's a link there for John Ziegler's GoFundMe. donate what you can, when you can, every little bit is appreciated and helped. And, uh, John is is taking that money and he's, uh, you know, paying some medical bills and living and, and doing the best he can. And he always appreciates, uh, Anything you guys can give. So, once again, you can go to my Instagram page, at ComicAnthonyD. Click on my link tree, the link there for John Ziegler's GoFundMe. Definitely check it out. All right, guys. Let's get to this week's episode. I'm really excited about this. Um, my guest tonight, actually, is somebody that was referred to me by a friend of mine. And I really got into the um, TikTok page, really, before I, I followed Julie on Instagram. So I'm going to bring Julie on now. Julie, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Anthony, I'm good. Thank I, you so much for having me on.
0: No problem. And I, I was going to say your Instagram and your TikTok page, but I can't pronounce it. I don't know what it, the word.
1: <laughs> it's Wander Lotus Fit. So okay. basically, obviously I have to have the word fit in there if I'm going to be any type of an influencer. Um, but Wander, kind of an ode to Wanderlust. And then Lotus, because I love the story, the Lotus Flower,
0: Okay. Um,
1: so wander lotus. Fit
0: now. Since you agreed to be on the show, I have been trying to pronounce that every which way you could probably <laughs> think of, and never that did that one. come into my head.
1: Okay. Well, but, it's something to think about. I might need to rebrand then. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's, it's it,
0: I'm going to say right now, it is a hundred percent me. It is. I mean, people okay. probably read it normally all the time. I over. I'm just like looking at it. I'm. I overthink things. I'm not Without the best. I'm not that the that best means. speller in the world, so it's definitely not you. It, it's definitely me. Um, okay. Okay. But like I said, I, I started following you um, on Tik. Well, I, both Instagram and TikTok, but TikTok is really where your stuff started coming up a lot. Um, okay. Which is which I you know, and I really I enjoy the, the TikTok stuff. I feel like an old man saying I'm new to TikTok. Like I, I'm doing. Okay. I feel like I'm doing what the cool kids are doing.
1: Yes. I often feel too old for TikTok, but I kind of try to just push that away.
0: But you do have a, a podcast as well, uh, the Resting Bitch Podcast. Um, tell yes. everybody where they can find that, and, and what's that about?
1: You can find it anywhere. It's called Resting Bitch Face. On Instagram, it's Resting oh, Rest- Bitch Pod. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, and that's just basically – it's a lot of Justine and I. I keep telling her that we should just be, like, podcasting partners <laughs> because we pretty much podcast with each other every week. But – um, it's really about anything, kind of like how you said organized chaos was just kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't really do like a recap podcast. I just like to talk about stuff that doesn't matter. Random pop culture news, TV shows I'm into. Uh, I just feel like that there's so much crazy stuff going on right now in the world that I just want to talk with a friend and talk about stuff that doesn't matter. So yeah. that's what we do.
0: That's a great idea, and I mean that's kind of like what my pod, old podcast was, too, is me and my buddies sitting mm-hmm. here and just talking about TV shows, movies, really anything that comes up. And yeah. I, I'm a pop culture guy, too. Like I, I love pop culture. Oh, yeah. um, I'm a huge, and I don't know if this is still pop culture or considered pop culture, but I'm a huge 90210 fan.
1: I was seeing a lot of 90210 stuff on your Instagram today.
0: You thought I was hacked, right? You're like, oh, somebody no, hacked him. No,
1: no. I was just like, wow, that really takes me back to the late, to the 90s. Like, I love it. I love it.
0: That's was, that was my wheelhouse. I actually have a, I have a 90210 tattoo. Um, so yeah, it is like. Oh my gosh. It, yeah, it Look is like that. my favorite, um, my favorite show of all time.
1: How funny. I love it.
0: So like, That's I mean. That's how I
1: feel about One Tree Hill. I love okay. One Tree
0: yeah, because you're so. definitely younger than me. So that's definitely, you know, yeah. the One Tree Hill. I remember that when that came out. Um, to me, they're all like cheap imitations.
1: They're all just like cheesy teen dramas, really. When you look at Dawson's Creek and stuff like that, it's all just cheesy teen stuff. I,
0: I like The Creek. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The Creek was a good, good show. Yeah, um, yeah. But zero to me is, is, is the best, is the top one. Um, just I sort of watched that as I was 11.
1: Oh, wow. When okay. it first
0: came out and I watched the whole 10 year run. Um,
1: wow.
0: All 293 episodes. On for
1: 10 years. What do you think about the reboots? Are you into those or no?
0: I didn't like the, the remake on like the, the, the CW one. Okay. I mean, I, they tied in the, you know, the the whole storyline, but things didn't make sense. And, and people's um, ages were all, I just, it, it made me mad watching it actually. Okay. Um, the okay. reboot they did, uh, a couple of years ago, I actually enjoyed that because it was kind of like a mock reality show. Okay. They were playing like off characters like the, you know, the kind of, they perceived themselves. It was that I enjoyed more. And I actually went and I got to meet Jenny Garth and Tori oh, Spelling. That's
1: awesome.
0: They did a little tour afterwards. So that was, that was really cool.
1: I was going to say, didn't a while ago, didn't they have a pop-up peach pit restaurant where you could go?
0: They did, but it wasn't okay. where I was. Uh, it was okay. in California. and um, okay. I'm on I'm Long Island here, so i I in New yeah. York. So I, I wish there was uh, nothing. Actually, when I was in Jersey uh, over the summer, I was uh, performing down there, and I stayed overnight. And I, for breakfast, I actually just typed in Peach Pit to see if there was one around. Okay. And there was actually a place called the Peach Pit, and I went and had breakfast there.
1: Was it kind of, an, like, was it a... Kind of like that? or No, they just it was just
0: a place called the okay. Peach Pit. It was in a hotel. Okay. Um, it was in a hotel, bottom of hotel. And I, nothing to do with 90210, but it was still, I was eating breakfast in the Peach Pit. So I could say yeah. that I, I did that.
1: Exactly. That's awesome. I love it. I love all of those teen dramas. I actually just told my daughter, you should start. There was some song that came on and it wasn't, I don't want to wait, but it was something Dawson's Creek related. And I told her, you need to start watching this. I think you'd really like it. It's good because I'm trying to get her into all the stuff. She's watched all the friends. She's watched all of the Golden Girls probably twice. Okay. She loves the Golden Girls. Uh, so, and she's super into horror movies and all that stuff. So, you know, I got to introduce her to the classics. You have to watch Dawson's Creek. You have to watch all of these crazy shows. It's I say, should get her into 90210 maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: but say that those are the classics. Like that's I mean, I'm yeah. it makes me feel really old, that's what I'm saying. It's that those <laughs> are the classics. It's like to me they For just my aired. Teen
1: years I guess.
0: Yeah, to me they just aired. It was like it was on yesterday. That that's how yeah. uh, so I was
1: thinking about that earlier. I was like, Oh my gosh, the nineties <laughs> were 30 years ago. How is that even possible? Because I constantly tell people the nineties were the last great decade. It
0: was, I, I'm, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Like I look back at it now and I'm like, the nineties were amazing. It was the oh, last, yeah. we, like I was like, you th- feel like, especially being a teenager and in my early twenties, actually I turned 20 the last year, of the nineties, but like, you know, that was kind of the last decade you could say what you wanted to say and people understood a joke behind things and just Yeah. Movies were movies and it was music wasn't, you know, picked apart and there was actually good news, it was all different kinds of music. It wasn't the same. Oh, I'm
1: so into nineties music. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Like if because I had a, the best pop, the best yes. rock, the best like uh, punk rock. I mean, oh my gosh, it's so good. If
0: I had a time machine, that's where I go. I go back to yes, nineteen ninety. Four, maybe, or three, and just live...
1: A... I'd probably go to 96.
0: i want to stay there a little while, so I would, I would drop yeah. myself a little earlier and then just...
1: I mean, you were outside playing, like, you didn't have cell phones, you know, the internet was just getting people on... It was almost
0: like the perfect amount of technology. Yes. But not... It wasn't... There was still enough where you could just be yourself. Without being and...
1: all-encompassing, yeah. exactly.
0: And here I am, like, I'm all. I'm all in. Like, they have me. This is... You want your podcast to be seen and heard? Here you go. You know, this is... You have to be... You have to buy into it.
1: it. I know. I, I was shaming myself earlier because I'm like, God, I... I really could do well with this podcast if I just didn't hate posting on Instagram so much. I was like, like when you, when you tagged me in the post for today, I was like, look how great that graphic looks like. I wonder how long (laughs) it took him to do that. Five minutes. And I just don't, it just seems like such hard work. I just don't like it that much. I love this part, but I don't like the rest of it.
0: See, I enjoy, I enjoy some of the prep. Like I, I I made the template and then I could just, okay swap pictures and names out. It's just very it takes me yeah. five minutes to do.
1: I think I need to learn how to use Canva is basically what's happening here.
0: Yeah, I use poster my <laughs> wall. That's why I make my comedy okay. flyers and everything um for it and it it's it works well and That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I uh just,
1: I'm so lazy with that stuff. I really need to get it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well how long have you been doing the podcast for?
1: Um about well, about a year and a half. Okay. I had my original host was with me for about a year, but her I mean her life just got crazy. She was commuting a lot for work. And it we just, with the time change, it was a two-hour difference or one-hour difference. It was just too hard. So I kept going with it. And I try to get Justine on a lot. And sometimes I do a solo episode. But I'm, I'm just not consistent enough. <laughs> and I'm not great with the social media part. So I'm like... I, I got to do better. I got, I got to get on your level, I think. Well,
0: hopefully, you know, people listening will check it out. Um,
1: yeah, I hope so. It is fun. It's a bitch face podcast. Listen, I think
0: it's got a fun name.
1: Yeah. I like, yeah, the name usually gets people. They, they're into it. So. Yeah.
0: I want to see yeah. what that's about. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. Um, maybe- it, you know, cause listen, i I'm, I love, like, you know, guilty pleasure shows and, like, you know, all this uh-huh. stuff. So, And most people do. I mean, look at social media. That's what people are posting about. They're posting about mm-hmm. things that are happening on, you know. Like, last year, it was that crazy tiger person show. Tiger it, King. Tiger yeah. King. I mean, we love watching train wrecks. And, and th- these shows are, are, you know, out there. Do you talk about, like, that kind of show, too? Like, those reality yeah. shows?
1: Yeah. We I think we're going to do an episode on the Lula Rich documentary series soon. Everybody's talking uh, about that.
0: I have no idea what it is.
1: Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty fun. I'm really into I'm into MLMs and stuff like that. I think they're kind of crazy. So we're going to do something like that. Um, And Oh, I was just gonna say something I was into that was trashy. Oh, I, do you watch Love After Lockup? Because I'm obsessed. No. <laughs> oh seen... my gosh, you have to watch it. It is so trashy. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's people that fall in love with prisoners, which fascinates me. And they expect to have this fairy tale love story when the prisoner gets out of prison, and it never works out like that. It's always a dumpster fire. It is so fun to watch. I kind of just uh,
0: feel like any kind of relationship I try to start. Dumpster fire. Um, yeah. And I've never been in prison, so, I mean, yeah. but they have, I guess, what they have, like, some street maybe cred over me. if you went
1: to prison, it would work out better for you. I
0: think that's what I'm missing. I think you just yeah. really hit the nail on the head there. I'm the missing the prison thing. aspect. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I try with the tattoos and, and the undercut, but that, but that doesn't do it. It's I have to actually go to prison Yeah, and maybe yeah. get a prison I mean, tattoo and...
1: It's a great show. My fiance just shades me every time I watch it. <laughs> Why do you watch this crap? This is such trash. And I'm like, because it makes me feel better about myself. It does. And, and like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my life at all. I just get to watch people and go, wow, I'm really doing well in my life. Look <laughs> you, at me.
0: Well, it's also homework. It's show research. I I have to say it's show research.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So you you have you have this podcast now. You're on your weight loss journey. Do you ever think about doing like a podcast for the weight loss journey as well? Or
1: I have thought about it. I just didn't know if I would have enough to talk about. Uh, well, when you're doing the other stuff, there's always new pop culture news. There's always yeah. something new going on. And I just w- I didn't know if I would feel like I was saying the same thing all the time.
0: Well, cause I did, I, I mentioned that because I, I you know, I, like I said before, I follow you on TikTok, and it's almost like you have mini podcasts, like each it's about a minute long and you give out yeah. a lot of great information, um, about what you, you know, what you went through. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Julie had the, uh, VSG surgery. Uh, what, when was your surgery date?
1: Uh, August 4th of last year.
0: So you're about a year. So I'm a little
1: over a year. Mm-hmm.
0: And how much, uh, if you want to say how much you've...
1: I have lost 85 pounds and 79 inches.
0: That is amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That it's is pretty awesome. It's a whole new life. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I have had people on the podcast that, you know, again, that do everything. I mean, I'm doing WW and mm-hmm. and my thing. and But like, you know, I've had a lot, a lot of people over the, the past, you know, few years that... I've had the weight loss surgery. One of my best friends—I don't know if you follow him or not. Uh, JR's journey. My friend John. I don't think so. He's had uh, surgery and he's do He's done amazing. He's lost two hundred and seventy-five pounds. He's mm-hmm. he's absolutely killing it. And I I see you know your pictures, the transformation, absolutely amazing. Um yeah. So when you decided to do this surgery is this the first time you actually tried to lose weight or was there other things in the past that you tried?
1: I, uh, well, okay. So the interesting thing is that I went to my first weight watchers meeting with my mom when I was like eight years old. (laughs) And so it's been a lifelong thing. Um, just tried everything. I definitely am someone that's had a lot of trauma in my past. So, when I looked, which I feel like, and I say this all the time, show me a morbidly obese person that hasn't had trauma in their life. Show me a heroin addict that hasn't had trauma in their life. Um, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, a lot of the time, it's not just, I love food, food tastes so good. It's like I'm trying to fix something that is so broken in me and this is how I'm doing it. So I am a person that's had a lot of trauma in my life. I have definitely eaten a lot of my feelings. Um, I've had all the women in my family are overweight and I've had a lot of, a lot of, ah, you shouldn't have another cookie because you're getting kind of fat or, and that was 112 pounds at five, five, and I should lay off the cookies because I'm, I'm getting fat. Uh, So it was a lot of that kind of stuff, the, the scrutiny. And then I started hiding when I would eat. And then I started going, well, I should buy this or I should eat that because I don't know when I'm going to get another chance to have it because I have to hide while I eat it. So yeah. the major addiction really started in my teenage years. Um, so it looks like you can relate with the. It,
0: I'm, it's over ringing the same bells. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. the hiding. It's the sneaking. Um, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm
1: shameful. I'm, it feels shameful to eat. And that's like. I think that's ninety percent of the pro- the reason I ended up where I was.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's when I ask the question, I always ask that question: Has anybody tried anything before? Because I've never had anybody say that's been successful. Yeah, this is the first time I did this because it's <laughs> it's no. I had
1: that extra twenty pounds to lose. So I figured, why not? You yeah, know? because
0: <laughs> people don't understand like what food addiction is, and it's like any other addiction. It's you know, you're right. There's there's pain behind it. There's there's trauma. There's there's things that get you to that point, and you know. I, I do a joke in my act, um that sometimes I wish I was a cokehead. Because I've
1: said that so many times I'd be thin when
0: I die of that heart attack. That's, that's the that exactly that's the joke. And yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's funny, but you know, but part of it's like, yeah, I mean and it also is I think that these addictions are more acceptable than a food addict or anything like that. You know, when you're it's almost like it's more it's I'm not gonna say cool, uh, for lack of a better term. They're more understanding. Mm -hmm. They understand. When you have
1: a drug addiction. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: it makes more sense to them. Like, you know, because.
1: Stop eating so much. Guys.
0: My cousin (sighs) Joe's like that. Like, he's like, why do you have to do Weight Watchers? He goes, why can't you just not eat as much? He goes, haven't you ate everything already? Like, haven't you? You know know what it tastes like? I'm like, it's not the point of what it tastes like. Because when I eat, when I'm like going through an emotion, I don't eat good food. I eat the worst things. Like, and I think it's because I feel so bad about myself Mm -hmm. that I put such bad stuff in my body. It's not because I'm not, look, I'm not sitting down to like a, a steak dinner with like, you know, scalloped potatoes and all these like nice cooked Mm -hmm. foods. No, 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 you're
1: going right to Taco Bell. Taco Bell,
0: (laughs) 7-Eleven sandwiches. um, Yes. Any, hot
1: Cheeto fries. God, I love hot Cheeto fries. Yeah.
0: Anything that, that makes me feel bad because I, I feel bad at that point. So that that's mm-hmm. what I, I try to get through to people. Um,
1: the vicious cycle.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, when you grow up that way, it's constantly mm-hmm. pounded into your head. Now I'm lucky. Like I had a, my family never, ever like made me feel bad about my weight. And you know, uh, where it was, it was always coming from a place of concern. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. Your health is, you know, what's really going to suffer. And you know, my, my a good friend of mine, John Ziegler, who I talked about in the beginning, he was always like, "You're like a freaking nature. He goes, "You never had anything wrong with you." He goes, "Something's going to happen." He goes, "But why add to it?" He goes, "It's yeah. just a matter of time." And, and I think, it was you have any health issues that, before this, or was it just like you, like, "No, I have to, I have to lose weight."
1: Um, high blood pressure. I had, <clears> I was kind of borderline borderline on a lot of things. So high blood pressure. Uh, fatty liver, I was pre-diabetic, I, kind of all of those normal things that you will get when you're yeah. overweight, when you're significantly overweight, and just feeling exhausted all the time, and the depression, the, I was just absolutely miserable. Like, there's so many people will say, oh, w- losing weight won't make you happy, and I will fight that all day long. I've never been happier. I have never, like, it, yes, it absolutely did make me happy, because I felt like I was this person Mm -hmm. trapped inside of my former body. And it held me back from everything. It held me back from confidence, from going out and having fun, from having energy. It just was a prison to me, my old body. So the, some people may not feel that weight loss will make your life better, but I will scream it from the rooftops that it changed everything for me.
0: Very interesting. You say that, um, because Mm -hmm. there is a, I, and listen, I, I, people should love themselves. Absolutely, mm-hmm. no matter what weight you are, you should love yourself because you get, you know, you get one life, one body. Here it is. Yeah. Don't sp- I? W- I don't spend time being miserable. But there's kind of, um, I'm gonna say, like there's this culture now that's coming out where it's like, I guess, fat positive, and you know, like own it and everything. And I'm all for mm-hmm. listen. Like I said, love yourself and everything. But where you're coming from is health. And you're mm-hmm. like, yes, here it is. No, I didn't feel good. You just named everything that was going on with you. Yep. Now, yeah. that's what I try to tell people. It's it's you know it's yeah it's okay to be where you you know whatever weight you want to be, but it's also okay to get healthy. And yes. you know what? When you do exercise and eat right, weight that's loss great. comes. With, weight loss comes. Oh with yeah. That. Yeah,
1: and I've always loved working out, so that was the easy part for me. Like. I love working out and it is so much easier when you're not carrying around another 85 pounds and it's just more fun. And I have so much energy and I get so much done and I feel great, but it was just so much misery for so long. And the body positivity thing, I do have a bit of a problem with it because this is probably going to be controversial. That's what
0: this this podcast is about. It's about speaking the truth.
1: (laughs) All right. Don't go leaving Anthony bad reviews if you don't like what I say, because that's not fair. Um, I like getting all so, points of views.
0: Absolutely. So I'm, I'm actually very curious to hear this. I'm going to stop. Okay. I'm going to stop myself.
1: I do believe that you should love yourself and that there are certain genetics that we can't escape. That's things that just happen. Um I don't believe you should hate yourself ever. Uh But, there are certain things that I see that really upset me. Sorry. My dog is barking. It's okay. um, dog agrees she, with you. She's <laughs> a guard dog. She's tiny.
0: She's agreeing with you. She's like, that's right. <laughs> she's
1: yeah, exactly. She's, she's just such a guard dog. She's an Italian greyhound. She's all of eight pounds. And she thinks, and I have a lab pit mix. That's a big girl. And she's the sweet, sweet, quiet always one. The small ones. So, yeah. Always. Um, but so sometimes I see the body positivity things and it really upsets me because in the comments will be a lot of people saying, oh, you can be healthy at any weight. Can you maybe 0.1% of people can be healthy at 600 pounds? But I'm going to say that 99% are not.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it's-,
1: it's just the truth.
0: Yes, and I I think the You can be overweight, but not to the mm-hmm. point where, you know. Because I was when I my heaviest, I was five eighty three, so I was close. Okay. And I can tell you from firsthand experience.
1: Were you healthy? Did you have good blood work and everything?
0: Here's a I I don't know. I never went to the doctor, but okay. I don't know what I was at that point. As far as you know, I didn't. I wasn't sick. I wasn't like passing out, but I couldn't really walk. I couldn't get places. I was tired okay. all the time. I didn't feel good. Yeah. Um so I don't know what my my situation was. I know that when I lost weight, and the one time I thought I was having a heart attack and it was anxiety, and I went to the hospital, my blood work was fine. So okay, I whatever I did to that point, yes, I mean yeah, I,
1: and you, I mean, it seems like you have a better quality of life now. I do, I'm sure. I have right? a, you know, and I,
0: I I put some weight back on this last year. Um, that I'm struggling with. You know, I I had my struggles, but. I'm still down well over uh, over 130 pounds total. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm proud of that, and I know you I, could, be. I could. That's incredible. Thank you, but I know I could do better, and I've been better, and I've been past where I am, mm-hmm. and that pushes me to to keep going. But but I know I never felt better. That's the thing. That's the thing that I miss more. It's not as far as what I look like. It's just how good I felt. Yes. Like. Yeah. It's and amazing. I,
1: one of my major things that that is feel so good now is I tell people I, my weight was all encompassing. It was everything I thought about. It was everything I felt. I, there was never a second that went by that I didn't feel uncomfortable in my body. Um, from, from, just the way you would stand to feeling like you had to suck your stomach in all the time. It affected everything. I mean, I go to a theme park. Am I going to be able to fit into the seat or am I going to wait in this line and get up front Mm -hmm. and be humiliated because I can't get into the seat? Am I, it was just everything, how I felt walking around, how I felt sometimes invisible and sometimes like an eyesore to people. Um, and just how i felt about myself i'm an, naturally i'm an entertainer i used to be a professional singer and dancer so i could go i would go to dance class i would be twice the size of everyone else and i couldn't keep up and when i was looking at myself doing the dances i didn't like the way you couldn't see my movement because the fat was covering it yeah and so it was just every second of every day every moment of my life i just felt trapped and so just having the surgery was the greatest thing I ever want I ever did. And I didn't even want to have the surgery and I wouldn't have considered it if my one of my best friends hadn't had it first. Okay, so you never would have considered
0: it. Wow. So you weren't even thinking about having the surgery. So you a friend of yours had the surgery and kinda of, were they kinda of like talking you into it or you just saw how well they did?
1: Oh yeah. She so I was there for her pre op diet, and that kind of time frame and getting ready for the surgery and she was so excited and I just said to myself I would never consider this because I think I could do it on my own I think if I really tried hard and I really focused I could do it on my own and so it was I was like okay you do you I'm so proud of you but not for me and she would always talk to me about how amazing she felt and how she wanted this for me and it would change my life and she wanted me to share the way she was feeling. And so I kind of started listening and listening and I was seeing the amazing results. I mean, she was just, I, she looked like herself, like who she should have been for all the years that she was overweight. And it was, I explain it as feeling like my outside finally matches my inside. I always knew I was a good person and I had a lot to offer, but I felt like it was hidden. So, I saw that in her, and I was going to therapy. I went through a really traumatic divorce five years ago, so I got into therapy and worked through a lot of my trauma, through my okay. divorce and my childhood. and i taught I remember talking to my therapist, and I told her, "My friend had this done. She looks amazing. She's got a whole new life and but I think I could do it on my own." And she said, do you know how many drug addicts or alcoholics will come in and sit on my couch and say, I don't think I need AA. I don't think I need help or rehab. I think I can probably do this on my own. And that just flipped a switch in my brain. And I said, how, how am I any different from anybody else that has an addiction who's trying to conquer it on their own? And it's just not happening.
0: No, you're no different. I mean, I, I, that just, Resonated with me so hard, just like you know,
1: because
0: I remember like I've said that to myself, like with weight loss, I'm like, I could do, yeah, I could do this, like, I don't need to. And then, I'm just as you were saying that, like, and I'm thinking about that, I'm going through my head of like all the times when I was like, yeah, I could do this on my own. And then, when you go like to a store or something, you make like these deals with yourself, just get this and you won't eat that. And like, all of a sudden, like. You kind of like talk yourself into the, some food being healthy when you know it's not healthy. And then before you know it, it's, it's, you're not doing it because you need, I, I always say it, I need structure. I need a, I need to answer to something. To me, I answer to an app. I answer right. to two apps, like, cause I do calorie counting as well. So, um, okay. I answer to my WW app and my, my, my fitness pal app. And people are always like, Isn't that too much work? I'm like, No, it's not enough. Cause I, I need okay. to, I have to answer to something because otherwise, okay. if I don't, I left to my own devices. Mm
1: -hmm. It's not good. I can definitely relate to that because I still, even over a year out of surgery, I still weigh myself every morning. And I know that for a lot of people, they can't do that. That is too much of a mental thing for them. They'll Mm -hmm. obsess over it. I am fortunate enough not to obsess over those numbers. I look at that number as telling me a story about the day before or the two days before. If I see that number up, I can go, I did have a little bit too much cheesecake last yep. night. I can see it now in that number. And that helps me kind of get back on track because I actually stopped counting calories just recently and started losing weight again when I did, which okay. was really interesting.
0: So you, it sounds to me like you use this scale as a tool, almost no. like, you know, it's how a way to get you're not like so much focused on what this what it says, but it's kind of giving you the feedback that you need for what you're eating.
1: Exactly. And then, then I don't have to obsess because where I obsess is especially being overweight, constantly thinking about what I'm going to eat next. And it could go in either direction. It was either the scarcity mindset of what am I going to eat next? Because I was getting ready to start another diet or another day. And I was going, Oh God, once Monday happens, I can't have my pound full of Chicken pad Thai that I love from my favorite Thai restaurant. So I better get that. And then, oh, across the street is Dairy Queen. I got to make sure I get a Blizzard because I'm gonna not be able to have a Blizzard. (laughs) Like (laughs) before you know it, I'm coming home with a pound of pad Thai, a Blizzard, a bag of hot Cheetos, and I'm like the Last Supper over here. I got to get it all in because I'm not gonna be able to have it again. Yeah. So. I can obsess that way, but I can also obsess with the calories and the weighing and what am I going to have next and what can't I have? So that's why I stopped counting calories because I felt like I'm still obsessing about food, but I'm doing it in the opposite direction. And I don't want to obsess about food. I don't want to weigh and measure and write down everything that I eat because it makes me feel like I'm still in that obsession mindset.
0: I told, so some people, I, yeah, it works that.
1: great. Like for you, it seems like it works great to keep yeah. you on track. For me, it's, it does not work. Well, yeah,
0: for me, I have to because like, especially when I do intermittent fasting, I know when I, at 7 o'clock comes, I don't have to, I'm not eating. So I'm not thinking about it. Right. That's where, see, I have to do all that stuff where when you're doing that stuff, it makes you think about it. I have to do all that stuff so I don't think about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. that's how it's, it's my mind works with that. It's like the more I do, the less I Think about like, well, I can go here and eat something. or I can, I'm like, no, I'm in this mode. I'm going to come home, make this, make that. There it is. Right. Once I'm done, got- I'm done. Yeah, so to me, the more my mind goes, the less yeah. I think about like, you know, all the other stuff, all the things that, you know, the fun things that I would go and, and eat.
1: I, I have definitely done the, inter- I like the intermittent fasting. I did like I that too. because it does take away that obsession of what else am I going to have now? I um, mean, I'm definitely a night snacker and a night yeah. eater. That's when I want my dessert and all of that. So now that, that definitely was helpful to me.
0: Well, you know, know, it, it helps different. me sleep better at night because my mm-hmm. stomach's not as full. And we actually talked yep. about this in WW a few weeks ago. Like we're trained from like when we're kids, when to eat. Yeah. Like, you know, you get up in the morning, you have breakfast, you know, when you're in elementary school, there's snack time and lunch. You go off the bus. There's more snack, yeah. Then dinner, and then while you're watching TV, there's another snack. So like, it's almost like. And I was thinking about that. Like, at seven thirty every night, I wouldn't even think about. It. I would just get up, go to the freezer, get and fill a cup of ice cream because it was mm-hmm. seven thirty. Yeah. And that's what yep. you do at seven thirty. It's like, almost like, you know, you train an animal. To, I still
1: do that now sometimes like, Oh, well, you know what? I should have some ice cream. Cause it's there.
0: It's there. It's time to yep. eat the ice cream. Yep. I mean, it's exactly. ice cream time. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's like crazy how we, we train ourselves, but what I'm getting from, from, from what you're telling me, you know, the journey and everything, you got your mind right first, mm-hmm. which is I think a big step. And I think it's a big step in weight yes. loss that people kind of dismiss, you know, and I have myself in the past as well. That you know, people try to neglect the mental side of it. You know that it's not anything to do with that. It's like I just like to eat, I like food. Yeah, yeah but you do. That's
1: usually not it. Well,
0: <laughs> I mean, you do. I mean, I love food, and I, I always will. But there's something else that it's makes me it. pile it on,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know, like, and I think if you you think if you didn't go to therapy first. Would you be where you are now, 85 pounds down?
1: I don't think I would have done the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I would have healed at all. I mean, my my um, divorce was absolutely traumatic. It was... I was married to this guy in the military. It was this fairy tale love story where he was deployed and we fell in love over the internet. And I moved across the country and we got married in nine days. And it was this whirlwind of crazy. And we were married for four years. And he came home from work one day and was like, I don't love you anymore. I'm out of here. Packed a bag, walked out the door, didn't even say goodbye to my daughter, who oh my he had been God. raising as his own for four years. Uh, it was shocking and i didn't see it coming i it was i was absolutely floored and shocked oh and i God. was sick over it it was it was really awful so that's what pushed me into therapy and once i got there i worked through a lot of that i mean there's been 5 years of consistent therapy i worked through a lot of that and then we were working on my childhood trauma and all of that stuff so i really really think that people that have any type of addiction issue you have got to get to the core of why you are where you are yeah because if you don't fix that that's you're not gonna you're not gonna go very far you're gonna end up back where you were before it's so important to fix that core issue i think a lot of people like you said they don't do it or they they don't think that they need it or they don't want to face it and so my fiance fiance and i were just talking and I said, you know, I, I have this friend and I just asked her to, well, I was talking to her. I have a few friends that have been interested in the surgery since I had it. And I was like, I, I'm really hoping that she, that she is successful for this because you just have to want it so bad. I think a, con- a, a common misconception about the weight, the gastric sleeve surgery is that you get the surgery <clears throat> and then your stomach is small and you just can't eat a lot and you lose a lot of weight. Yes, but also as time goes on, your stomach heals yeah. and you can it's eat a muscle. more. Yep. Exactly. And you can stretch it. And so you have to make sure that you're putting the right things into your body. Because, and I, this is something that I did on my, on my TikTok video, showing the difference of volume of what you're eating. I can eat two, three ounces of grilled chicken, but I can eat a whole bag of hot Cheeto fries,
0: Yeah. It's amazing how that,
1: uh, it matters (laughs) matters what you put in your stomach. Are you eating like the healthy protein packed lean meat, or are you going to eat the fluff of nothing Cheetos and eat the whole bag and then end up, you know, in the same situation a couple years down the line? I have people all the time in my comments like, well, I hope you enjoyed the honeymoon phase because it, you're, you know, now the, the honeymoon is over. And I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. I am never getting overweight again. I'm just not. There you because go. I was I wasted half of my life being morbidly obese and exhausted and having no energy and hating who I was feeling like I was trapped. It's not happening. And that's part of the reason why I get on that scale every day, because I can dial it back in if I know I went a little too far. I am not. Not, not, not ever going back. I, I don't,
0: I don't get people. Why, like, why you gotta, what do you gonna say that for? I like, can I mean. Because
1: they weren't successful. So nah, they I know.
0: They, and it, I get it too sometimes, you know, with, with things and um, like people love when I gain weight. It's like their favorite thing. It's like, oh my God, the WWE bro is effect. gaining weight. He's, he's one of us again. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's like, you know, it's you,
1: like, I, man, I have so much respect for you because to do it on your own without the, sur- I had to have the surgery. That was my choice. I mean,
0: the way things are going, I might have to have it too. It was
1: continue going back and forth for the rest of my life, or take advantage of the opportunity. I had great insurance; it covered almost all of it. I'm like, why wouldn't I?
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie to say I don't think about it, Um, especially after this last year and putting weight back on, and having friends who've had tremendous success with it. Yeah, it pops into my head, like you know. I have
1: no doubt that if you did decide to have the surgery, you would be successful for the rest of your life. Because the greatest thing the surgery does for you is that first few months, you're losing a pound a day. You're losing whatever. You're seeing results, which I used to do CrossFit and all kinds of stuff. And I would just, my body would look the same because I just couldn't do the nutrition part of it on my own. Yeah. And I, I have no doubt that you would see immense success if you decided to have the surgery because you want it. And you want it so bad that you did 130 pounds of it yourself.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that's it is
1: amazing.
0: It is. And I, I got, you know, my lowest I was ever down was a little over 200 pounds. So I definitely, you know, I, 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 but you know, this last year has been uh, quite the opposite effect. But again, you know, you
1: have- Physical restriction, it changes everything. Yeah. When your stomach is healing for the first few months and you can only eat a little bit and you're losing a ton of weight and you start to feel that lift of the less weight and you can, it's easier to work out and you're seeing results and you're feeling better. That just pushes you to keep, keep, keep going. Like my original weight loss goal was I wanted to be 165 pounds. I'm 155 pounds now and I could probably get down to 140 and still be healthy and and feel really good. So you just get excited about it and you're seeing the results where traditional weight loss for some people can be so discouraging because you can feel like you're starting yourself. You're working out at the gym so hard and you're just not seeing the results. It's so disheartening. It's hard to keep going. It can be. It
0: absolutely can be. And that's why, you know, I kind of did a whole restart, um, Mm -hmm. When I just started zero and I'm like, today is day one again, because it, yeah. it is, it, you, you look back and like, and I look at Facebook every day and I'm not going to lie. It, it, it gets me every day. It shows pictures from last year and where I was, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, I see it. And it's like, you know, it's, and then it's, it's almost like, it's crazy how I didn't see it myself then in the moment.
1: Yeah. Like where
0: I was and, and people told me, and I guess I saw it, but like I put pictures side to side but like, mm-hmm. just during the day, I didn't realize where I was, and then all I, this. <laughs> here I am now, I'm, a year later, and I put weight back on. I see it now, and it's it's yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, I I definitely I feel like I had reverse body dysmorphia because I thought I looked better than I did. Now when I see the pictures, I'm like, I did not realize I looked like that. Oh, I had the same thing. Uh,
0: yeah, I, but.
1: It's funny because usually it's the other way around as people think they look worse than they are. No, not me. I thought it was really hot. At
0: at my at at my heaviest, I was like, I just like came to the conclusion that this was it. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. what I am. That's,
1: uh, that's how I felt too. And I
0: didn't feel like it. It's like it wasn't. You know, I just like okay, I'll just I'm just gonna be the big guy the rest of my life. You know, and that's. But then like, you the know,
1: hopelessness. Yeah. So hard.
0: And I was like, okay, this is my life. I'll go to work and I'll come home and I'll just be too tired to do anything else. Like I would go to my brother's house to see the kids after work and I would yeah. fall asleep in the chair. Because I was just taught. I couldn't, I couldn't play with the kids. I couldn't, you know, do anything but hold them. Like now it's like, you know, I, I can, I babysit them and I, you know, we, the ball around and we
1: have a good time those are important memories like this year i got season passes to the local theme park with my daughter and i spent at least one day a week at the theme park with her and her friends riding roller coasters walking around you know having fun doing all kinds of stuff and i that would not have happened last year i would have been so miserably hot and uncomfortable and that was one of the best things It's I mean, it's the, the non-scale victories are some of the best parts. Of they it.
0: they are. They, that's been my favorite. And actually WW featured me um, on their Instagram page.
1: Oh, that's awesome. For a
0: non-scale victory and I'm not going to brag, um, but it is the most viewed and the most, uh, that's amazing. You know, most what viewed out of, all of them. It's me just throwing a football to my nephew, Luke, or my other nephew Rocco jumps on me. And my niece is just blowing bubble. Like it was something to do with the kids, like how I could, you know, be a part of their lives. And, I go, go to their baseball games and, you know, I don't have to worry about like, you know, oh, the car is parked here. I can't walk to the field and wow. and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that was, I you know, I wouldn't be able to do all this, you know, or be trusted to take them to their games and, you know, babies at them. Yeah, you know, all this stuff. It's like, you know, it, it, you think you look back and it's like, okay, I would have missed out on so much. Mm-hmm. You know, just be, yeah. you know, they, like they had three, they had five games this weekend. So they had two football, oh, wow. games, yeah, two football games on sa- uh, Saturday morning. My nephew Luke had a baseball game in the afternoon on Saturday. Then Sunday, Rocco had a baseball game at 11. Then Lucas had a uh, baseball game in the afternoon. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot going on. I don't on. know how
1: people do that with more than one kid because my kid just signed up for uh, track this year, and I felt like that was a lot. And I'm like, how do people do this juggling two, three, four children going my, here and my there? Brother,
0: my brother made a family calendar. And Perfect. he puts everything, okay. all the games in the calendar. And like my dad will take my nephews to a lot of the games. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I once in a while I'll take whoever's got to be taken to the game or
1: takes the village. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um. So, my, you know, my dad loves that too. My dad loves taking, uh, going, taking the kids to the games because he did with us. Oh, yeah. So it's like yeah. that's happening all over again, which is which is really cool. Um, yeah.
1: And you get to be a part of that now, and you're not like. Dying because of no. it. You're you're enjoying it. It's amazing.
0: I I remember um, like what really I've told this story on the podcast before, but like what really got me like okay, you're not going to do anything. I did a show at a firehouse here on Long Island, and mm-hmm. there was no parking right up front. I had to park in the municipal parking lot, which was like 200 feet away.
1: Mm.
0: I got to that door. I I couldn't breathe. I my everything hurt. I Got upstairs, and I got into the, the you know the thing. I sat down, and they're looking at me. They're like, and they're looking at the stage. They're like, I don't know if you can you get up there because it was a big step. So they got the steps, and I got on the stage, and the stage was literally going like this. Like people thought well, the stage. It's never good when you're a comedian and you're telling jokes, and people are kind of looking under the <laughs> stage because they actually thought I was going to fall through the stage at one point. Oh and then gosh. after I got off that stage, I'm like, I, I can't do this. Like this is like you know. Mm-hmm. And that was really one of the biggest pushes too. Was like you know when, when you physically can't do things, and like you were just talking about this year. You know, it's crazy because you know you think about it. Last year, it was a totally different story for you. Mm-hmm. Last summer yeah. was a totally different summer. Oh yeah. And yeah, it had this to be-
1: summer. I this summer I'm there at the theme park with my daughter and her teen friends, and you know teenage girls think their moms are lame anyways, but. <laughs> For me, like, I got to go and I'm in a swimsuit because this park is really cool. It's like half water park and half theme park. And so I'm in a bathing suit. I'm riding water slides. Like, I'm on roller coasters with my uh, my kids' friends because we got to even it up. And like, and they're like, oh, your mom's so cool. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm the cool mom. <laughs> I do fun things now. So it, it just is, I mean, it's what life is all about, yeah. being able to experience things and not having everything not being felt like you're, you're holding back. Um, you know, and my mom, my, my mom let her weight, hold her back from everything. I mean, she pretty much spent, um, my childhood in a recliner eating and watching TV. And so I just didn't want to do that with my daughter.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you definitely have a different relationship and it's, you know, my mom
1: was not riding roller coasters and water slides with me. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't
0: sound like that. No, it doesn't sound like that at all. Like you, yeah. you know, you're definitely like, you know, you're changing the culture almost like for, for your kids, like, you know, they're, they're experiencing yeah. these things with you, like where it was never, you know, that wasn't happening before. That was like, you know, you, you say the recliner, that's where your mom had the relationship with. Like you were, you know, all these things weren't happening. And now, just think about it. Cause last summer that was different. Like, you know, you, yeah. we think about it. And especially where we were last summer in the pandemic, mm. you know, yeah. you decided to do all this in the middle of crazy town. Basically. Yeah. It really Every, is,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I, I even went in, um, my surgery, I couldn't have anyone come into the building with me. So I went into pre-op and everything and it was all by myself. I woke up alone, all that good stuff. I didn't care. I just wanted the surgery. Yeah. I was like, I I will, whatever, see you when I'm done. I'm about to be a whole new person. And I went and did all that alone. Luckily, my fiance was able to come visit me after the surgery, but um, my daughter couldn't. So, but I had no worries. I had a fantastic surgeon. I was like, let's do this. I'm ready. So, but yeah, it was weird to be right next to the COVID wing in the hospital and not be able to have anyone there with you. And it was, it was a crazy time, but I was like, let's do this. I'm tired of letting my life pass me by.
0: Okay. So I'm would tired. you, would you change anything about this process?
1: I would have done it 10 years ago,
0: 10 years ago. Okay. That's...
1: I would have done it so long. I, that's the only regret that I have is not, is wasting so many years of my life.
0: Like I said, yeah, I was just gonna, I guess you answered my follow-up. I was going to say, know what you know, now, is this what you would have done for the start? And you're like, oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is like, yeah. I can't
1: think of all the things I would have done. Now, now you like, it's amazing that you're still doing your passion project, that you're still doing your comedy sets and everything, because for me, I couldn't bear the thought of getting on a stage. And I went all these years without singing, without dancing. I just couldn't even think about it.
0: I was always big, though, on stage. I was my I was the, I was the big comic that was, you know, that was my identity almost. That's why I didn't care for so long is because I was like, yeah, I'm big, but I have this talent. And yeah, I get on stage, but that's the thing, though. Like, for, for as a comedian, I might, if I was dancing and singing, it's a whole different, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> I was, I was sitting there telling, <laughs> you know, dick jokes. It was, I'm not like, you know, I'm not <laughs> dancing or right? I'm not moving hardly. But what I'm saying is like, you know, for me, what it was was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm a big guy, and I didn't feel comfortable. Ninety percent of my day, the ten percent I felt comfortable was when I was on stage telling jokes because that was me. That was. And people, I felt like, yeah, they saw a big guy, but that kind of melted away and they saw who I was five minutes in because I, very early on, I stopped doing jokes about my weight and I did Go jokes ahead. about like what I thought was funny in my life and things like that. So like, I was very confident on stage and I was that person that I always felt I could be. And I didn't, the only time I felt weight is when I was standing for too long. Like that's where it got to be a problem. Like I would lose my breath on stage and this and that, that's the only time I really would feel my weight. But I didn't, that's why I didn't do anything because it was like, no, this is who I am. It's part of my, my, my stick almost, you know, but if I had to dance, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have worked.
1: You wouldn't want to be on stage like twerking or something.
0: No, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a good dancer. I, I'm a horrible dancer. I don't like dancing. Like I would, I go to a wedding. I just sit there and, and make fun of the people dancing.
1: Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's just good people watching in general. But. Yes. Well, there's always but that one
0: old couple that's always like, you know, they're like doing like the dance, the pointing and like, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a great dance move. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you. So, sure. Okay. So I love your podcast. I love all your stuff. But I'm not a huge Weight Watchers fan.
0: That's okay. Most people so, aren't.
1: Okay. My... Only problem with Weight Watchers is, and I've gone back and forth, like I said, I went when I was eight. I mean, I've probably been a Weight Watchers member 15 times in the last, you know, 20 years of my life, Mm -hmm. 25 years. The problem that I have with Weight Watchers is I felt like every meeting, whether it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, every meeting felt like, let's talk about how we can make cookies that are less. Like better less calories or let's talk about walking around our neighborhood once a day or and and I just felt I I honestly sat there and I looked around and I said to myself, there are 20 morbidly obese people in this room. Mm -hmm. We don't need to freaking talk about low calorie cookies. We need we should be telling people fix fix your inside do the, do the calorie counting and make sure you're walking and getting some exercise because it's good for you. Get your heart pumping and and it'll make you feel good. But at the core of this, we have to figure out how we got here Mm -hmm. and how we're going to move forward. And that was never a conversation, not on any, Now I don't know if they've changed a little bit, but on any meeting I've ever been to, it was never a therapy, um, recommendation never a let's figure out how we got here conversation it just felt so surface and i'm like there are really hurt people in this room and that has that's how we got here we are all very pained
0: yeah i mean it's it's still kind of like that in a way but here's what's changed about ww and i also think it's your coach. And I think you should find a coach yes. that you're going to relate to. Like I have an amazing coach. My coach, Barbara's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she shoots. And in I the didn't hip.
1: know how much like playroom they have with being a coach or if they have to really stick to the, she does, the but person. she
0: also shoots in the hip and she will give real okay. life experience. But the company right. itself has gone more towards mental health. Um, like even on the app, you have my uh, They call it headspace where you can get like, you could, um meditate. There's coaching available okay. every, you know, you 24 seven, you know, you talk to somebody, so they nice. they are getting more towards that. Um, okay. I I personally wish they went a little further as far with the, the calorie counting and getting away from like you know yeah the the like you said like the but I make them too though like I make food that looks like what it's supposed well, to if do. if you're
1: gonna <clears throat> excuse me, if you're gonna have cookies, you might as well make them a little bit healthier. But no, but like that's not how we're gonna get where we need to be. No,
0: and I get that. Yeah. Like you know, and it's it's kind of like trading one thing for the other. Um mm-hmm. But you know, they are getting when I the program is reshifting and there's going to okay. be, a, there's going to be another program now every two years, they change it up a little bit. And I'm hoping that when the new one comes out, it's more towards like what you were saying, like, you know, things like Perfect. that um, for myself too, because that's what I am looking, you know, obviously I'm doing calorie counting. I'm fasting. I'm, I'm looking, I, I still keep WW cause I love the workshops and that community, but yeah. I, 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 I kind of am looking, you know, over the wall, like, you know, what else is there, you know, and I am. I'm
1: really happy to hear that, that it's changed because even the la- the most recent time, I think, was about five or six years ago. That oh, totally different
0: program. Five. Totally different program from five, six years ago and, and what they're focusing on. And um,
1: nice.
0: it's yeah, it's changed a lot from that. And because you listen, you it, it was, I think, also a, it is a place for people. I'm not saying everybody. Um, but for people who want to be, Oh, you know, that want validation almost for being overweight, that it's, you know, like you're doing this and okay, I'll hide here. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hide, you know, cause I could say I'm doing something. And, but I think, you know, everything, most programs, I think have something like that as well. Like there's all, you can always hide behind something, play with it, tweak it right. and, you know, make it to what you want it to be. But again, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is you have to put the work in
1: mm-hmm.
0: no matter what it is we're doing. Yep the work has to be done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how great. I feel.
1: Yeah. And I think at that time they were starting to roll out. I think they had the three different plans at that point. They had just done the three different plans. I did like that. They had the option of all the zero point stuff that mm-hmm. you can, you can mm-hmm. eat anything on this list. You can have however much you want of it and you don't have to count it. You don't have to this. And I thought that was great for someone like me who can feel obsessive over yes. the tracking. I was like, that's great. Cause it's not, you know, weight loss and health is not a one size fits all. So I loved that they were bringing in the new options. I just, um, and I'm so glad to hear that they're talking more about mental health and integrating yeah. that to the program.
0: Definitely. That's you great. know, yeah. And then you could talk to somebody, a coach 24 seven, you go on, mm, on nice. the app. So they yeah. they definitely bringing that more into the forefront. Cause yeah. I know for me that that's a, you know, that's a big help. You know, I should probably, you know, my friends always tell me I should go see a therapist, but I'm like, mm. um, <laughs> That might th- feel
1: very, you got to find a good one. And I went through a couple, but the one that I have now, which I haven't seen her in a while, I, some, at this point, I'm kind of doing the, um, my life is in a panic mode. So I need to schedule an appointment right now. I haven't <laughs> been consistently going for a while. It was every week, then every two weeks and once a month. But when you find a good therapist, it can really unlock a lot of things. Um, one of the things with my weight that she unlocked is, talking about my mother was a very cold person and she was all I had. She wasn't, you know, hugging me, telling me she loved me. She was proud of me. I definitely felt like I had to earn her love. And unless I was fit and skinny and cute and I was on stage dancing and singing and making her look good – that was the only time that I was really deserving of her love okay. or her bragging about me or whatever. So wonder why I got fat. anyways. um, <clears throat> So what, so
0: almost one like rebelling in a way, like you're rebelling in a way, like, you know, I don't, or,
1: yeah, just the thing of like, I can't eat a cookie cause she's going to yell at me about how fat I am. So i got to go eat five cookies in silent, in private, in the dark. Yep. So, you know, it's just, it all, people don't realize how much they can affect you with a few little things, but so I was talking to my therapist and I was like, gosh, my mom was such an amazing cook. Like she just, she would make authentic Mexican food. She cooked everything from scratch. She was Italian and she had been married to a Mexican man. So she had learned from the old ladies in New Mexico how to make authentic food. God, she was such a good cook. And so my therapist was like, "Do you, did you feel loved when she cooked for you? And I was like. Whoa, you just turned my whole life upside down never in a million years had I thought of that and she's like Do you think that your food addiction could be linked to feeling as a child that you were getting love and kindness? um, Through the food that your mother would prepare for you prepare for you and that you didn't feel that otherwise and I was like Oh my god, my whole life. My whole life has just been flipped upside down. You find a good therapist and they can unlock things like that for you.
0: And I think and most people... That
1: changed everything.
0: Well, that that theory right there, I think most people could, you know, re- relate to, you know, yeah. in, in a crazy way. Uh, not mm-hmm. a crazy, but like, you know, crazy. Like, you know, all of a sudden, like, I felt like as Yeah, I mean, especially Italians, we re- re- equate love oh, with yeah. food. And, you know, it definitely, you know, that definitely hit a nail on the head. Not that, everything like, you know... Everything
1: revolves around food. You got yeah, your family get-togethers, absolutely. you're eating, your manja. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all... It's love. That's how they love you. And so, oh, you got to be careful because you don't want to love yourself only with food.
0: That's true. And that's, uh, that's an excellent point. And uh, um, we are out of time here. And it's crazy because I feel like we could talk like for four hours I, here. But, um, I
1: agree. I'd love to have you on my podcast so we can talk about love after lockup or something. I would
0: love <laughs> to come on the podcast, talk about all the anything pop culture. Absolutely. Um. So tell everybody where they can hear that podcast and where they can find you on social media.
1: Okay, uh, my podcast is called Resting Bitch Face. You can find that at Resting Bitch Pod on social media, and then my weight loss journey I document through my Instagram, which is Wander Lotus Fit, and then the same name on TikTok. I do have more videos on TikTok, but that's W A N D E R. Lotus like the flower and fit like fitness.
0: And you can find it. I'll I'll post it on the, uh, when I post the podcast and everything, I'll have the links to you. Thank you. Julie, thank you so much for being a guest tonight on the podcast. We're definitely going to have you back on again, because there's a lot more we got to dive into. And hopefully one day I could be a guest on your podcast as well.
1: Absolutely. We'll set it up.
0: All right. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Thank
0: you. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's been episode 192 of the WWO podcast with me, your host, Anthony Domenico, as always, this podcast comes to you 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on Facebook and on Instagram over at ComicAnthonyD. But as always, the podcast is available at www.podcast.podbean.com. While you're there, five-star rate and review. We are played each week in and out by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Check it out on iTunes. You can also check out his new band, Demon Scar. They're releasing a ton of new material. Go over to iTunes, check it out, or you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It is the best sandwich out there. Not just saying because it's named after me, because it really is just that good. Finn's Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Instagram Live and on Facebook. And everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 192 of the WWE Podcast. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one.